Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GT Podcast. You're here with Bowler. <laughs> now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bowler here is a performer. <gasps> and Dr. Tom <laughs> is a psychiatrist. Um, and we're here to give you our professional, professional professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, the all-winner season. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GT Podcast. Clank. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the, the only RuPaul's Drag Race Podcast you should be listening to if you want quality content no um as you all know it's a live review podcast show mm-hmm. meaning that we wait up the the episode comes out we, we watch wait it we, wait we watch it immediately <laughs> and we podcast as we watch it and then we release it the reason that we're one of the first podcasts to release a podcast is because we don't want any opinions of other people to affect what we think and feel. Try to remain undiluted and unsolicited. Yeah, mm-hmm. because our opinions are our own. <laughs> there we go. That's there all we is. care about, really. There isn't it, it is. Mugs coming out soon, everyone. <laughs> um, so what's going on? Anything happening on uh, the Drag Race All Star Seven Sphere that we what kind of like gossip and stuff? Wow, we try hey. to stay away from gossip, don't we? No, I mean, um, I don't think there's that much drums going on. We had the whole India Farah disaster going on. Disaster. Princess disaster. We talked about on that last week. week. We're not going to repeat it. No, 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 no. Um, I think that's about all. That is the most prominent thing that springs to mind lately. Gossip. I think that we um, all, sorry, uh, RuPaul Joe Grace uh, France has come out. Well, I have to say, so I've said it on the Instagram. We're saying it here. We're going to watch it as fans this time. Um, I watched the first episode and I'm keen to watch the second episode, which I think has already been released. I think the um, I think it was released less than, than, than a week later. Great first episode. So many amazing queens. It was a talent show. There was an amazing Gautier. Jean-Paul Gautier himself was on the panel. Can we just like take a moment for that? And there's a Gautier-inspired runway. So I was absolutely as in my element. It was very, very enjoyable. Um, we just don't have the capacity to do Drag Race France at the moment, but we think we'll probably have space when Canada comes out in a couple of weeks, won't we? Yes. I think one thing we've thought about and reflected on a lot, and I think if we're being really, really honest, is how we super duper enjoy the international seasons, particularly the the seasons that aren't in the English language. And we, we learn so much about other cultures and drag in, in other countries we're not necessarily 100% sure how much we contribute with a podcast. I think we've thought about that, haven't we? Because a lot of the cultural nuances are lost, it's lost on, on us. us. Yeah. And I, I think the issue is that I don't want to put out um, any, any content that doesn't really respect yes. the culture that we're trying to, in a way, critique and discuss about. So yeah. I, I don't think it's fair. I it's, don't think it's fair. It's Tom. something we've we've thought about a lot. Um, having said that, I do think certain franchises like Espana have started to occupy a really special place in our heart already. So who knows what will happen in the future? Maybe pick up Espana again. But when it comes to new international seasons, if we don't feel like we're necessarily going to contribute a lot, we we may have a second thought. And also if there's a lot, because how many seasons are coming out this year? Yeah, a we're, lot. We're going to see Canada... Uh, down under another UK Antarctica. There's going to be another Venus. There's going to be Mars. An- <laughs> I mean, we we're going intergalactic. There's going to be another versus the world before the end of the year. Canada versus the world is going to be out before the end of the year. Um, and like I think you know these English language ones, we we probably uh, can contribute a bit more. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think what you said before about respecting cultures is really, really important. Tom, for All-Star Season 7, who is winning? Who is winning? We, we talked about this last week. I just like... Well, have... I, I want to ask you every week. Okay, is it ever evolving? it may change. Oh, I mean, Jada's in that top four now. Jada is there. She's got her three stars. She's got a ticket. So when you say Jada's in the top four, the way you say it isn't like, well, you know what? Jada's in the top four. We've all You're underestimated her. saying it with a little bit her. of doubt. We've all underestimated her. Um, the, the other girls have. Jinx gave her that star because she was underestimating her. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jada's a dark horse and she is everyone's friend. And she's she she is snaking. She is snaking her way to the top. Snaking the story, she would top. Say. For me, the top <laughs> who's gonna make the top four? I'll tell you who I think should make the top from what I'm seeing um over the episodes, I wanna tell you who the top four powerful queens are yeah. for me yeah, who should please. make the the, oh. the four way lip sync mm. for the crown. It's Jinx. Yeah. It's it's absolutely jinx. It's Viv. Yep. From it's Trinity. Mm-hmm. And then that last one for me, and I'm not I'm not saying this as in shade, it's it's Jada. I mean Jada's there. I mean let let's She's face- already there. She's got three wins. Jada is actually we underestimate it, but she's an excellent all rounder. And she shines in construction challenges. There's two stars for you, Jada. Like, she really was, like, top-tier material in both of those construction challenges. But she's also funny, and she could do other things. But there she is. Um, the two girls who would have three stars if they weren't blocked so far are Jinx and Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. So that adds extra and leverage. Viv. No, Viv would have two. Okay. Viv, if you ask me, Viv deserves more. Yeah. Um, but, you know... It's, it's so funny when you have an all-winner season like this. They're all killer, no filler. And it, I, I feel like kind of like I'm a bit surprised that like Monet and Shay haven't come to the fore a bit more in particular. Why? Uh, they're just, they're all-rounders. They're powerhouses. We've seen them in two other seasons. Just kill it. Do you think because we've seen them in more than one season mm. that we have more expectations of them because we we we've seen more of what they can give and yeah. more of what they've had to give, whereas the other queens have only had one season, and in that one season they killed it. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're thinking. I think it's easy for us to over um, put, put put a lot of emphasis and a lot of power onto certain queens like Shay, Monet, Trinity, because we've seen them. You're right. And more than we're, one. Yeah. We've seen them more than one season. And obviously, the more exposure you get of someone, the more opportunities you get of being sold on that person. Mean. I see what you mean. And I don't mean any disrespect at all towards Evie or Raja because I've not mentioned them. Um, I think Evie is such an intriguing queen with so much uniqueness. Um, and there we go. She's got two stars. She's, you know, she's doing really, really well. Raja, again, unique, intriguing, regal, legacy queen. Um, I think what I'm really enjoying about Raja is just seeing a queen who was on an early season just, like, really bring it. Yeah. 
Mm. I, th- I think that what we also, everyone needs to understand and differentiate is the difference between an amazing drag queen mm-hmm. and a drag queen who knows how to play RuPaul's Drag Race. Totally agree. The game. I don't think... That's what people need. And I think I think mm. sometimes we we need to realise that. I think sometimes Completely we need agree. to think about that as well. Uh, instead of, you know, what we say about these queens is only what we you know see them as applied to what the challenges are given Very this doesn't specific, this doesn't yeah, does it mean this doesn't judge we're not judging them as drag queens mm-hmm. um per se we're just judging them according to the challenges that they get and i think raj is a classic example of that because raj has got a legacy beyond what frankly and speaking frankly what any other queen on this season has she's been around for literal decades she was doing drag before RuPaul's Drag Race was even conceived, she's 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 just she's she's an entity. She's a legend. She is the moment. There's there's certain queens, um, drag queens, who I just this is just me, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I, I am, I am who I am. There's certain <laughs> drag queens who for, for, for me, yes, fulfill a special um, a place mm-hmm. in, in my heart, and it's queens. Who have been doing drag before it was cool. Yep, totally. Queens who have been doing drag before it was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the brave ones. The queens who have been doing drag, even when the gay guys didn't like them. Even even when gays didn't like drag queens. Even when, you know, even when I was afraid of them. I think they were the ones who were there and had done it. These are the queens who I give much more um, honor and respect to more specifically i would say that your average kind of you know in inverted commas gay guy was accepting entertainment from drag queens but not paying them due respect mm. i think that was the distinction yeah yeah and so these queens in this lineup for me and maybe um, i don't know if i'm being unfair but these queens are raja these queens are i think even viv you're telling me i've heard some stories <laughs> <laughs> I've always, look Tom has been around Tom and his friends have been around the gay scene in Liverpool for a while and I've, I've heard popped there the, when I was the, in uni. the stories that I've heard you talk about the Vivian and Superstar Boudoir well, uh, and that DJ booth our beloved friend Chris was up last week, wasn't he? And he told us about some of his encounters with uh, with Viv in the DJ booth. <laughs> it's quite funny to hear about. Um, I think yeah Viv is no, I think Jinx was doing drag You're right, as Jinx a teenager too. well before drag. But mm. in mind, you know, she debuted in season five. She'd been doing it for ages. And it was still quite new. Mm. Season five, look, I think up to season five, maybe season six, these are the queens. No, I would say season six and before, I'm confident to say that these are the queens who did drag. Yeah. To do drag. They're not the queens who started it. They're not drag race babies. Yeah. 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 They were not begat by RuPaul. Yeah. 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 There it is. They're, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and it's these you know, these queens who, who I've seen time and time again, who have just this armor. There's a certain je ne sais quoi about them. There's something about them like that. Yeah. Who, who, who just, you're in so, you're, you're. You love them, but you you fear them, yes. and you don't want to say anything wrong because they will cut you with their tongue. Beautiful and terrible, and they're, equal they're, measure. They're, that's it. Yeah. These are the queens. Mm-hmm. 
That's Elizabeth Drag Queen. Those are the drag queens I love. Those are the drag queens yeah. that I know. Those are the drag queens <laughs> that I grew up with knowing. And you never wanted to get on the wrong side of a drag queen. They will they will cut you with those, their tongue. That's the kind of story that Chris was telling words. about Viv a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Wasn't what? it? That's the kind of thing that Chris was alluding to with Viv a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's it. These, yeah. these are the queens that I saw. <laughs> so again, for me, the top four is Jinx, Viv, Trinity, and Jayla's got the surprise factor, but I never would have guessed her. I actually would have given the last spot to... Monet or Shay. Do you know what? I don't know. I think what's interesting about this, yeah, is you got to get the stars to get in that final four. Yeah. You, we talk a lot about our top four girls, the girls who are performing really consistently and doing well. If you're not in that top two, I'm sorry, but you're not making it to the, the, the finale. And, and that's devastating in some ways because all these queens are so amazing. They're all winners. I do love the celebratory tone of this season. It is really good. What I would say, I would like a little bit more constructive criticism in the um, the critiques from the judges. Nah. It, it's a little bit bland. I'm going to say that the judging's a bit bland well, this season. Yeah, you know what, Kate? There's 27 other seasons of you to go back and watch. <laughs> all right, thanks. If, if, if you miss it... Watch every other season. For the for the first time, we get one season where they're just praised, and rightfully so. They're winners. They've done the damn thing. I just think it's a bit anodyne. No, I I I'm for it because as a as someone who wins in life, <laughs> yes, I would not want to go somewhere where people critique me when I'm at the top of my game. There's a way of delivering it in a that is constructive and respectful and loving no. i think oh no which leads me on to some tea that oh, i on. heard finally talking about um so according to willem so um i i okay. the race chaser podcast with willem in alaska willem said that did you see this on tiktok was it a clip i saw it on tiktok hmm. yeah apparently um there's a there's a time and i think it was supposed to have been last week where raja went off on Michelle Visage. Um, and the things that I remember is her saying that, who are you to judge me? I, you know, you're not on my level. Or, you know, <laughs> you'll you, never you know, be well, on my you're, level. You're just a friend of the host and you've been to one ball back in the <laughs> 80s. That's what I heard her say. Like, she was, she was like, get her. Apparently, apparently, Raja went off. And I was just like, oh my uh, God. Why would they not keep that on the show? Why would they not show that? And apparently Trinity has um, confirmed that this happened. You told me about it. And I, I believe Raj also walked off, didn't she? Wasn't her mic still on? Isn't that how it went down? Oh, that's that part I didn't She walked off and her mic was still on. The thing is, we've not seen any harsh critiques so far. So it's it's a struggle to see how that would happen. It seems like uh, Michelle and Carson and everybody else have just had a brief to kind of like keep it, keep it cool, guys, you know? I mean, you know, it's all very well and good us. You know, I, we never go in on anybody, but that's not really our job you know i think we, we we air our feelings i think we're respectful and i think there's a there's a way of doing that we are not better than any of these drag queens we are not we don't believe ourselves to be we, we're not i'm not a drag queen i'm not here to tell another drag queen um to tell a drag queen how to do drag i'm not 
No, what, what I, can, I don't think we delude ourselves. Where I speak from is from a, a super fan, and also I speak from someone who has a background um, in dance and teaching dance and mm-hmm. performing dance professionally. I think that's all super duper valid. And so um, everything that these are the, these are things that I can speak of and I will speak of because you know it's not just me running my mouth. In the same way that there are times in there's. There's some um, mental health, whatever you call mm-hmm. it, psychology moments that I would love to hear your thoughts on as someone who dedicates their craft to understanding that. So th- th- when it's relevant, we, exactly. do, we do talk about it. But first it. and foremost, I want everyone to know I'm speaking as a super fan. That's it. Yeah. I'm an obsessed super <laughs> fan. And according to reviews with an, obs- with an encyclopedic knowledge encyclopedic of RuPaul, quote, Jack Rice. Quote. So come yeah. for me. I mean, we love these girls, and I think we, we say things with respect. I think the judges this season could be doing the same thing. Mm. I think they could be critiquing with love and respect. Yeah. So um, so on that note, um, the looks are shit. Uh, the the drag <laughs> shit. The acting shit. Um, it's shit. Everything's shit. RuPaul's shit. I hate her. <laughs> so I've actually... Th- I'm gonna th- I'm throwing a spin in the works today. <gasps> Tom doesn't know this. Oh. And this is me trying to, like, use um, psychology, you oh know? Oh, so, uh, You know nothing What's about that? Tom. What's you know that? nothing about this. Mm. What I'm doing is we already know what's an acting Educate challenge. Me, From last week We know in the previews, we know it's an acting challenge. Yeah. Before we get any context, before we are fed um, a narrative from the producers and from the editing, mm. what I'm going to do is I'm go- I've cut straight to the actual Mexi Challenge finale. So the actual oh. production. Is so, this using your production skills? Yeah, I, I, have, mm. I have placed the cursor right in front wow. of the starting point for us to watch the, the Mexi Challenge, the acting challenge. And we're going to critique it first on our first impressions, watching it as though that's the actual film. And I then like the idea we'll of walk, that, And then I'll walk through from the beginning and see if any of the, the, the you know, the, the chit-chat, any of the, the context, anything makes a difference to how you have received or reviewed the, um, the actual Mexi Challenge. What do you think? I think that's a fab idea. I think you're always thinking you're always inventive you're always evolving you're like madonna yeah we don't know what's coming next well yeah 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 sure <laughs> um on that note shall we uh are you ready for no and then no are you ready for the maxi challenge because i'm playing it right now let's just get into the it. actual thing let's you have... know nothing about who is cast and what you know nothing about Who's happy or unhappy? Because you know, there's a, every time there is an ethnic challenge, we know that someone's got the role that they, someone didn't get the role that they wanted. Black China. Black China. So there's the Black China syndrome. <laughs> Slash uh, Lady Camden. There's someone who got the role that they want, but um, who thinks that they're killing it, but they don't. Um, Alexis Michelle. Uh, Bosco. And Bosco. Oh God, Bosco, this is most relevant. No way, Alexis Michelle was fab. She was no, Chris sorry, Jenner. So I'm talking about more of the roast. C- can you just stop slacking off Alexis Michelle? Yeah. Okay. For, for, for one second, yeah. Paolo. For one second. We love Alexis Michelle. Back here. it up. What, so, so, you know, we always go into this knowing that someone's not happy that they got the role um, that they didn't want. We always mm-hmm. you know someone got the, someone really fought for the role, but they crap in it. Um, and then there's always that rehearsal drama where they're like, oh, someone's really suffering. But then in the actual final production, yeah. that person flourishes. I really like this idea. Let's just like yeah. drop the production exactly. shenanigans see what we think of the actual finished product. Let's go. Okay. So we've just seen um, the Santa's school for 
girls. Yes, we've committed to something a little different. Uh, watching it before all the preamble. Um, where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? I well, who are the standouts? Let's let's, let's talk about who this. First of all, what do we think the story is? Let's let's go from there. I mean, it's kind of like a, a <laughs> it's like a, a Christmassy kind of um, teen girl comedy, kind of a bit Mean Girls, a bit The Craft, a bit. I Heathers. thought it was more like Scooby Doo. Okay, uh, Scooby Doo. It, it was. It was. It was definitely like. I mean, first of all, it was a classic RuPaul's Drag Race acting challenge. It was slightly it was, more cohesive than usual. I would say the script made slightly more sense than usual. There was like a plot: people getting murdered, and it was like weird Christmas school. It's a Christmas school where people were getting murdered and ended up being the headmistress. Yeah. That's kind of a plot. That's it. That's kind of a plot. That's... So props to your mama. Are you saying that that is a step up? It's <laughs> that's, that whole thing I just said is a step up from what they usually deliver. I'm pretty sure they still haven't hired any actual writers, but it's better than usual. They need to get the intern from Canada's Drag Race Season oh, 2. The one with the camera angles. The, the camera angles, but oh. also the, the, um, the acting, oh, yeah, the acting the script in there was good. actually really good, wasn't Eve, it? Eve 6000 dropped. Oh, she was absolutely robbed. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go with... So there's a character for me who I thought was... Well, should we both say our favourite at the same time? Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. The Viv. Okay. There we go. So we agree that the Viv so is agree. the top. You're really pretty. You think you're really pretty. <laughs> the Vivian had this... So she was the hidden mistress. You ended up being the murderer. But just to her whole delivery, well, she looked amazing. I loved everything she, she did. Her, the makeup, everything. It was like she was Joan Collins mixed with... Um, Joan Crawford. Oh, sorry, she was Joan Crawford. This is a bit of both in there. Kate Woodburn. Kim Woodburn. Kim Woodburn. There was a bit of Angelica Houston in The Witches. There was... Um, there was a bit of... A, a drag um what do you call the president donald trump, trump was in there she done she done there was a, a bit of pam ferris's mr trunchbull i felt like there's a bit of danny devito at times <laughs> she was she was every woman and man every i'm woman. every woman the viv was so committed there were these amazing hilarious facial expressions oh, the God. delivery was fantastic she just even that moment when she dialed the phone and it was like, oh, psh, 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 then hit it. It was just really, really good. <laughs> but then they'd be laugh. Yeah. The whole year. She, 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 I was like, what is she doing? And she's quite, it was, she was just, she's an amazing and very clever comedic actress. She's very, she very good. She knows how to draw the comedy. She knows how to speak in comedy. She knows how to live in comedy. And then just the whole physical the whole physicality of her comedy was just like the facials the 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 boys she just made me laugh the moment i saw her and i would say because the last time we saw her act was in was it called downton draggy in season one of drag race uk she was great she was great she wasn't the standout in that but she was great she was like solid in that you know like a bagger ended up being the standout in that do you remember Okay. Viv was really, really good in it. Wasn't Viv at the top as well? She probably was. She was like super duper solid. Viv was good. So was uh, Davina the Camber. Was it the top as well? I it remember. was definitely like Bagger, Davina and Viv were the pros in that one. Yeah. Um, I think Vinic Strokes was quite good in it. 
what anyway, I, anyway. Again, what I loved about the verb was that every word had its meaning. Yes. Every word had a purpose. She gave every word its own domain, its own website. She, every, <laughs> every, every, she, knew she, she didn't just like, there was nothing that was a throwaway. Absolutely. She there used every minute a, of screen time. Exactly. And then when she got caught there, you got me, gal. And then um, and the reason why I said Scooby-Doo is because at the end, how she was like, I could have got w- yeah, away yeah. with it while well, they meddling, which, you know, it was just, it was such a, it was a whole, it was a, a what do you call it? A, it was a concoction of all these favorite classics. It was, it was like George's Marvelous Madison, like yeah. all these amazing, like villainous, like children's characters boiled up into one. The Viv for very me. Very Roald Dahl, like very Roald Dahl kind of. Yeah. Villainess. The Viv was mm. for me the the key stand. Now, um, everyone should stop watching if she's not in the top. <laughs> I... Absolutely, we won't be, we won't be doing this podcast next week if she's not in the top two. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here. Now, <laughs> the next thing is, who was your number two? I've got a couple vying for it. Can I can I mention a yeah, couple? Yeah, let's hear it. So Jinx is lovely as always. Like, I feel anybody. I feel for anybody who gets put in a trio of characters with jinx because she's just such a pro such a comedian and she's just going to overshadow people yeah okay. um i loved her voices i've heard her do that kind of like weird vampiric bat noise before that i'm not going to do it but that that kind of yeah. scr- screeching noise <laughs> sorry if i creeped you out yeah, then don't, sorry don't listeners do i won't do that again I won't do that again <laughs> um but I really enjoyed Viv. I mean, I did enjoy Viv at loads. But Jinx, she was super committed. She was very, very funny. Even even her pose when she was lying dead on the floor was funny. And that's Jinx again. Total pro, total comedian. Again, very expected. When did we last see her act? Um, the, um, uh, the, 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 the... Jesus Christ! Her <laughs> hair fall off. Oh no! But that oh, was impro- the I mean, scripted acting challenge in season five, the um, oh. telenovela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kilda. You are mere stupido <laughs> if you think you are going to mess with our familia. See, see, see. She was so good. My other pretend fav- having an orgasm. Have you ever had one? Oh, God, oh. one of my favorite moments from Drag Race. Right. Ever. And and but Alyssa went, yeah. <laughs> No. Like, listen, nobody was saying you've never had an orgasm, okay? You don't need to say that. It's okay. It's so funny. The clueless Alyssa of season five will never, ever be replicated. Anyway, um, my other favorite is probably Shay. And I say this because I think Shay is like a really solid comic actress. I think she's really good at holding scenes together. I think she delivers everything with um, just like this really good like timing and sense of her character. Again, she was actually one of the standouts in um, Nano 210, wasn't she? Yeah, she got the role that, um, who didn't want it? Raja. Aja. Aja. Aja didn't want the role. She had the whole moment. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, do you know what? I'm so good at everything. It doesn't matter what I get. Exactly. I'm going to take And I'm going to kill it. And she went went with it. Grandre as a woman, as I recall. I don't. Yeah. Girl, you're taking me way back. Um, so I think Shay is the other one who could vie for top two status. Not to say that there weren't other queens that I enjoyed, but they're like my easy top three. Okay. Well, you've mentioned Jinx and Shay. Let me say what I think about this. Mm-hmm. I, um, Jinx, I, there were, there was, there was a, she made some choices that were just obviously very Jinx. Yeah. She really wanted to capture 
every second of soundbite mm-hmm. because she wasn't a lead. She was not a lead. She was yes. an absolute ensemble. And so she, what she did is she had to make herself memorable. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how these roles are distributed. Because exactly. I would imagine they would have fought for the headmistress character. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can you, are you done? Can I? Well, I'm just uh, my my mind wanders. Okay, you know you. when uh, I hear you droning on. Droning. <laughs> Excuse. I literally let you speak, bitch. Thank you. What I think is that um, I loved. I loved. I mean, Jinx's choices were above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Her delivery was above and beyond. And the more I watched the show, the more I realized she actually had to be above and beyond because. She was an ensemble mm-hmm. with not that many lines. Um, so I'm, I'm, I wrote here, I'm sad that she wasn't in a bigger role. What role would you have liked to have seen her in? Apart from the headmistress. The headmistress. But I mean, they've killed her. I know. I, I couldn't have seen anybody else okay. in that role. Well, I'm, I, th- I think I would have liked it to be either the headmistress. Raj's goth character. No, no, no. I no? wouldn't. I, no, not for her. Um, Seattle goth might be a bit of a stereotype. At least she should have been. I felt. I felt like Evie had more speaking roles out of the three. I think Evie was the Regina. Like if there had to be, now, if one of them had to be Evie the Regina, now? it was Evie. So I, I feel saw, like she yeah. should have. Hmm. I'm just. I'm trying. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Okay. You could. You could go shave your back now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Uh, 90% chance that it's already raining. Um, even uh, even the teacher. I think she would have been great as the, as uh, Monet's teacher. I think she would have been great in that role. Hippie dippy or, character. Or Evie. Or Evie. Because Evie was, I feel, the leader of the group. Um, mm. I would have liked her to be in, in that role. And so I was a bit sad that she wasn't in, uh, um, in one of those roles. I still think she's shone, though. Yeah, she I do, made, I do, I do she made herself saying. known. Yeah. Um, yeah, she made herself known. And sometimes I felt like she was making herself known. Like she was, be- you know, like when someone's just like an extra and they're just doing too much. She's mugging a little. She was, I don't know mm. what you call it. Like, I've like heard when the, the word mugging used. Like when you're an extra and like, you know, in a film and the, the extras just doing the most. I felt like there are times okay. where, where I felt like she was a bit, uh, being a bit too much. But it's because like you can't put someone like that in the background. You can't put baby in the corner. You can't put baby in the corner. No. You can't do that. You can't so put I baby could, Jinx I could the understand the Jinx. Um, I don't. I don't think Jinx wanted this role. I'm just. This is just me. I think. I Jinx don't think Jinx wanted this role. Relented and accepted this role. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll, we'll find see. out later. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about Shay. One thing that I like about Shay is that Shay's an actual very good natural actor. She's very natural. When I say yeah. natural actor, I mean that I don't think that her style favors theater theater where you have to be above and beyond mm. when you're putting shay next to vivian mm-hmm. it was day and night mm-hmm. it was day and night even, even though they're supposed to be two different energies just the delivery everything about the performance was just so like she just wasn't rising to 
the vivs campness but mm. uh, what i do love about shay is that she'll she's a perfect natural actor she'll be very good on tv is what i'm saying she'll be very good on tv where it's not about being above and beyond she, she'll be very good for um the square a square frame yeah you know what i mean like she'll be very good for that she reminds her me actings would be good for that a bit of um again alaska in the telenovela challenge where alaska didn't have all the funniest bits but she was so solid that she ended up being just like great and holding it all together that's what she reminded me of i do wonder i do hear what you're saying yeah she didn't rise to viv's energy but like had she risen to viv's energy it might have just got a bit i know i'm talking about like a, no 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 so, so what you, you, you when you when i say energy and i think what you hear is that you think that because i'm saying that her energy was like loud and and all of that that's not that's not the energy i wanted her to rise on it was that kind of it just felt like we were pasting two different shows okay, into okay. one or bringing someone from one show and bringing like for example I was, I was like bringing someone from the big bang theory and then someone from Grey's anatomy and putting them oh. on the same show you when you put <laughs> them when you put like those two actors collide. together they're they're amazing actors on their own but they don't mesh well together <laughs> on the same stage i love those are the first two tv shows that you could think of so yeah, that's, that's, that's just my thoughts, Tom. And anybody else who you think um, did? I want to say really something. Well? I'm going to say a character here who I was really impressed with. Go on, um, Jada. Okay, please elaborate. Jada was very good in her role as an ensemble extra, and she filled that role um, wholeheartedly. She filled it really well. She wasn't, she, she was just really, there's something about it that was just really good, very true, and just very solid. I knew her character was. I, I was really impressed with Jada. Okay. I really was. That's cool. I'm trying to think when I've seen Jade right before. That would have actually, funny you mention it, that was in Gay's Anatomy. Yeah. Probably- I'll tell you what Evie does. And Evie, Evie, you know, there's, there's a certain way, and I've said it before, there was a certain type of acting, okay? Mm-hmm. You, know, the, you hear about method acting. You hear about all these kinds of acting. There's another kind of acting called RuPaul's Jay Grace acting. Yes. And that is when you are just doing the most with your face <laughs> yes. and you're trying to look ugly and you think that looking ugly is good acting. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you're always changing every, you're changing your facials every second and the stupider you look, the better you are because that's what makes RuPaul laugh. And I think that this it's now been adopted into a, a certain style of acting for Rupert Dragos, and I just felt like Evie was doing that so much. Well, can I tell you what I think? Is I think <laughs> Evie received a lot of praise and actually got her only win of the season in season eleven for doing this in an acting the, challenge. Yeah, that, that's what. She, she was, was she in, was the same character. She was the same. She was character, the same character in the in season eleven. Good God, you, girl, get out. That, that was it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, she got the joint win with Scarlet Envy, um, and. Yes, I kept on thinking. This feels like a little bit too much of a throwback. I appreciated all the energy and effort she was putting in, but like what I wanted there was Regina George. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I, no, what I wanted there was Roxy Andrews being a, a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> so, what's your inspiration by this character? Uh, a bitch. <laughs> I wanted Thanks, season five Fox. courtroom Roxy Andrews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All three characters who were a bitch. A bitch. That's who I wanted. Yeah. And that bitch who went back to the workroom was like, Jinx, you're not a lawyer. You're Jinx Monsoon, a drag queen. I wanted that girl. Jinx, you're not a sharp baholic. 
What did you say? Alka-shopaholic. <laughs> I love that line. That was a very good line. Um, and uh, the other queen that we haven't discussed is Raja and Manet. So Raja, I enjoyed her Nancy from the Craft type character. Raja, I know, has watched that film a hundred times. She knew what to draw on, and that's what she was giving. And I think she did it really solidly. I knew who she was. She was funny. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think she kind of lived up to expectations. I think that Raja, what, what I got from Raja was also, do you know there's always that like jock on every every 90s show? <laughs> yeah. There's that jock tubular. Oh, awesome. Tubular. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, oh, I'm obsessed. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I felt like Raja was a combination of that with Nancy from the crowd. She okay. was just like really like, oh, awesome. Oh, obsessed oh yeah oh cool did you not did you not think that i think it was her there, use of kind of like 90s dialogue but i feel there was there was there was definitely that 90s jock okay there was that that 90s early noughties jock type character that she merged in with nancy i see where you're coming from i see where you're coming from it was yeah i thought um, i thought raj was solid and was like another girl who i thought did really well yeah um yes yeah, if well Monet. Monet, I like Monet in acting challenges. I think she always rises to it. I enjoyed her character today. Um, I think she did the kind of like hippy-dippy, cool mom teacher thing really well. Um, mm. And I thought she was memorable. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say, really. I thought Monet was cute. She was cute. She was, that's so condescending. Yeah, I think it's really condescending. Can you, think, can you think of a different word there, please? Um, I thought that she was uh, confidently safe. <laughs> can you think of something less patronizing? You stop it. <laughs> uh, because every time I kept thinking of her as the cool teacher, I kept thinking of like. Uh, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Well, I think that and was I one just, of the references because yeah. that was one of the lines, wasn't it? But that, but that energy for me wasn't there. I, I you know what? I felt like it was Monet. <laughs> I felt, I felt like this was just Monet not being a character. It was just Monet being Monet. And you know what? I love me some Monet. And there's I was like, lot, go off. There's a lot to enjoy from Monet being Monet. I do see what you mean. The character, I guess, whether it's from the script or what, you know. Cool Mom is a very distinct character who's different to a hippie teacher. I wish that there were different levels of Monet in the delivery. For example, as she was like, hey, everyone, welcome. And then she'll go into that, like, you know, that, like, corner of the mouth talk. Mm. She's like, or if you want some weed, weed I I just felt like there could have been a difference between the Cool Mom and then the... Oh, but I'm also... Because if you guys are going to drink, I'd rather do it in the house. That's it. I wish that there was was different levels of this cool teacher. And I don't think that she really explored it and i think that's that i think there were a lot of opportunities for her to explore okay. i'm not saying that she did a bad job i'm just saying that that would have made it more dynamic and that, that would have really invested me and taken me on the side this nice little roller coaster of a journey or and experience if she, teacher. she'd taken the character and like some really kind of um weed smoking whoopi goldberg kind of direction would have defined her a bit more I did really enjoy the physical comedy yeah. between her and Viv. Yes, the yeah. fighting, the killing. Yeah, that was the good. Cu- the, the killing was their, their best, like the, oh, the obvious, like yeah. dodging, the bad acting, the bad dodging. I and enjoyed the, that ah, a lot. You missed me. And then that for me was a, a prime moment with Manet, So, So, you know, before we actually get into the rest of the episode and the runway, 
we're very much in agreement that Viv has to be in the top two this week. Absolutely. She the was Viv. the shining North Star. Um, who were your choices for the other place in the top two? Who's going to come second? Um, come second. Sorry. Who, <laughs> two winners every episode. Who was also... Sorry, we haven't talked about Trinity. Wow. That says a lot. Yeah. Okay, and, and now, just I'm saying that, say, we've talked about her. Well, now, what I'm going to say is I've seen far better. So... I've seen far better from Trinity before, is all I'll say. In 90210, she was absolutely bloody marvellous. I'm addicted to speed too! She was a revelation in that. She was one of the only good things in the absolutely atrocious Sex and the City spoof in All Stars 4 that was practically unwatchable. Not because of the performances, because the script was incoherent. Her and Monique were literally the only good things. Um, This was just like her third best acting performance that I think I've seen. Unfortunately, I think she committed. I think she really tried with this Karen-esque, dumb, dumb blonde character. But at times she was just like a bit incoherent and I couldn't really follow what she was saying. For me, who else is vying for the top next to the Viv? I want to just say it. It's three names I want to put forward. Mm-hmm. It is Raja, yep. Jinx and Jada. I would swap out Shay for Jada personally. Okay. And Jada was just, she wasn't like a huge standout stole the scene, but she was just so solid in her acting. It's just, if, if I really can't, f- I can't explain it. Like she wasn't like a standout, but she was just so solid in that character mm. throughout. And the, like it just, it was just, it was really good. It feels like explain it. what I felt about Shay, you felt about Jada. Mm, okay. We just saw different things in their performances. Okay. I think. Okay. So yeah, it's one of those. Now, should we should we go watch it from the beginning? Yeah. What's the from the beginning, and then see how we feel and what's transpired? I feel like we're going back in time in a time capsule. We've just watched it from the beginning. This is the beginning, um, and I, I think it. Um, I'm glad I watched it uh, without knowing this. I wonder and, if this is something um, we might do a bit more often. Yeah. Mm. So, so what are we? So basically, what's happened is that there were, um, RuPaul announced the maxi challenge, RuPaul, and yes. it was up to Trinity to allocate the choices. The thing is, it seemed to me the the, the big thing here is that Jinx wanted the headmistress, but mm-hmm. that was given to the Vivian. And then the Jinx's second choice was the teacher. It was. And then, but the teacher was the role that was given to Monet. Now they said to audition. So they did a, a classic audition for the teacher role between Jinx and Monet. And there was an obvious winner. And it wasn't Monet. And it wasn't it Monet. Was it was, the obvious winner was Jinx. And we already know that Trinity has this kind of alliance with... Manet. Manet and Trinity have this alliance. It's so one of the she, few plot lines of the season, actually. She gave it? that role to Manet, despite the audition. For, for me, it's like, why are you going to make them audition if you're already going to choose Manet? Because you, you don't make it look like you're just choosing your friend. Well, But you, she did. You but ho- she did. She you, made it look like... You, you hope that your friend does well enough. <laughs> It's a bit like when a lip, a lip sync is yeah. preloaded and you so just hope the other me, girl... Yeah. Help me out here. Yeah, yeah, Help yeah. me out, Monet, for God's Absolutely. sake. But also, you know, her reason for giving Viv the role, and I'm glad she did because Viv did such an amazing job, um, was that Viv had favoured her, because they do have a friendship, actually, Yeah. Um, in the sewing challenge and had given her that. 
So it seemed like most other people got what they wanted. And you were very, very shrewd in observing something that went on more in the background that they didn't focus on that much, Yeah, so, um, you know, it's very rare that we see queens leave the workroom. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a moment that we saw Jinx walking in. I think that could have just been anything. She could have just gone to the bathroom. She She could have just gone for a smoke break. She may have needed a comfort break. Yeah, you know, there's many reasons. But she did say Mm -hmm. when approached by Trinity that she had to have some time because she... Basically, she wasn't happy. I think she did need a moment. I think she pulled a pearl. She pulled an Alexis Mateo. And she had to go out for a few minutes. And fair play to her. Scarlet Harlot. Season three, UK. She walked right off, didn't she? What's her name? Scarlet. Scarlet Harlot. Scarlet Harlot. And I mean, let's think about it. You know, the this is such a pressure cooker. Um, it's such an intense situation. Feelings can run high. The girls deserve five minutes to go blow off steam. I think they need to take care of their mental health. And if that means taking five minutes, just ventilate and then come back feeling a bit more centered. Great. It's hard not to take it personally. Of course. Now, because Jinx is known to be an actress. She's known to love acting. So someone has specifically stopped her not getting something and something that she would love. Like, for example, she wouldn't be, she wouldn't have given two Fs for last week when she was given that design because any, <laughs> any, any of the RuPaul dresses that she <laughs> it got, it did not matter. Did However, not matter. this week, the role assignments, they do matter. You there are, there are always roles that you could do well in, roles that, <laughs> there are always roles that are made to shine. And the same way Shangela's All Stars, um, Mariah. Uh, Mariah was always going to stay. Like, Thorgy was Andrews. not. Thorgy was not paranoid. Thorgy was right. Thorgy was right. When Thorgy called out Shangela saying that your role, you know, you, you're basically made to win. Like, let's be real. And Shangela was like, denying it. But Thorgy's like, no, no let's, let's be real. You're, you're, it's been designed to win. Some parts are written stronger than others. Production will never recover from what they did to Thorgy Thor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and do you know what? But Jinx is a total pro. She comes back in the room. She took a little moment for her mental health. She came back in the room and she reminded herself that she's Jinx Monsoon. She's an amazing actress and she'll make even the smallest part big. <laughs> What's that thing from Sunset Boulevard? Um, uh, you, you used to be you used to be huge. I was always huge. It was the pictures that got small. Yeah. Yes, Tom. Yes. So that's basically the only difference, the only thing that I, I gathered from that was Jinx not being happy with her It was interesting role. having that insight, and it explains kind of why she was in this, you know, I always think the trio characters is so, so hard, and it's almost a disadvantage, I think, because you're at risk of blending in, and you've got to do something to stand out, whether it's in a rusical or an acting challenge. Absolutely. Being in a trio is tough, and... I w- if I were on Drag Race or when I'm on Drag Race, um, I will never, ever go for a trio part, ever. I think it's it's difficult because when it's a role, for example, at the headmistress, you get to put you in it without the boundaries of having to fit into a group. Like, the, yes. the issue with being a part of a group is that, yes, you have to be yourself, but to the certain extent, 
to the certain point where you can't be too individual. Mm-hmm. You still have to be part of the group. You're so right. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I want to give huge props to um, Janixa Brava, who was the judge here. Her she feedback was, was amazing. Her, she was an amazing director. I want to know more about this lady's work. She That's was the kind of energy you want. You know, sometimes when you see them doing, you see Michelle, um, or you see you see like certain. You know who the worst was, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something. You'll know who I mean. The eyes. What's her name? What's her name? Aubrey O'Day. Aubrey was bum mean. She was a whole lot of shit. Aubrey had she not had her morning shit. coffee. She shit. She shit. I mean, why is she even there? She's not even a good actress. She should not have been there. She's not even an actress, is she? She was crap. She's a crap. She's crap. She's, why was she there? She's like a pretty lady with big eyes. That's all. Um, but oh, no, I she, loved hearing the girls read her in so Untucked. Oh, they were so good. Even Ivy Winters, who was like yeah. the sweetest of all, was exactly. like, who am I doing now? Mm-hmm. It was it. Eyes. Uh, cool. So um, then that's basically what we've learned from there. Um, I think I, we can get into the runways if you want to think, like, get into the I, runways. Just like um, I thought Viv seemed really touched by um, Tracy giving her the first role. She seemed like really slight, slightly taken aback and she had like a very sweet, grateful response and... Um, that was that was nice. I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else? Um, not really. I, I enjoyed hearing Shay's process, and I completely it was completely what we said. Really, Shay's like, I've got the straight girl role, but I'm good at picking up nuances, and that's what I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. A very natural acting. It was so funny thinking they talking about their inspirations was matched up a lot with what we were saying as well. Um, Viv's first go-to was Joan Crawford, and that's the first thing you said. Well, that's what well, we well, see. Well, Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest. Well, I think that's one of the good things about watching this show, watching the actual Match Challenge before hearing all this, is now it's it's... Oh, it came through. I can, I can, I can go back and listen to it and say, "Oh, that's what they're going for." Well, it, it was definitely delivered. Yeah, it was. You know, before you said it, I saw it, and, and I think that's said what definitely drawing on all those nineties. Oh, absolutely, Nancy, she was the craft, Julia she, yep, Styles. She said that, yeah, but she said Lydia in Beetlejuice. Julia as well. Styles from Save the Last Dance. Well, Julia Styles is always like a mini goth girl. <laughs> Remember, it? did you ever see The Faculty? No. So to me, that's like uh, that's. Um, like top tier Julia Styles. Have you seen Save the Last Dance? That is the only so. Julia Styles that you anyone needs to know about. Oh God, you bring back memories. I like Julia Styles I a lot as an actress, it. actually. because yeah. I, I love those girls in school as well. It was great. It's yeah. great. Okay, let's, let's look at the runway and then let's see if that changes our mind about who are the tops and the bottoms. The category is Nitty Nitty Bang Bang. Nitty Nitty Knack Knack. So we're starting off with the Vivian. She looks absolutely stunning. I love this kind of... Uh, it's almost like a kind of Aran sweater that's been turned into a gown. This is really sumptuous and lovely, and she looks so pretty. Her shape looks great. I love the like 60s beehive with the knitting needles in it. I don't have a specific point of reference, but I really, really love... It's like almost like a really exaggerated wrap dress. It's like they've got this slightly Diane von Fustberg quality to it with the train... This is gorgeous. She looks cozy and glamorous in equal measure. It's it's the comfort for me. It's the I, she, I can just see her taking a nap in the, I could, the most glamorous I could, nap I in the world. I would love. I would love to. I mean, that's how you. That is how a queen goes to bed. That is oh. the, that is a queen's mm. blanket. Uh huh. Vivian, you should be sleeping in that. That's yeah. that is comfort galore. Oh, that's all I see. Beautiful. I mean, really I mean, like and, and when has Couture been comfortable? Never. This is a first. 
I oh. love it. I love it. It's gorgeous. And she looks stunning in this. She really, really The does. looks beautiful. I love, beautiful. I love how the, like, the, the creamy off-white element even runs into her hair. Yeah. It's very, very good. Like There's a monochromatic kind of fashion statement. Talk to me about Shay. I like Shay's a lot, but what I've, my main thought this brings to mind is like eclectic. I'm seeing like lots of different elements here. So she mentions the underbelly tribe with, I think the main reference there is in kind of the, the neck rings. Um, and that's really, really beautiful. And I love how she's drawing on that. Um, I'm seeing like these rainbow leg warmers, which are very like, I'm sure there's a Mark Jacobs collection that, that featured those. And then there's the the kind of knitted sunshine yellow mini dress, which is very kind of like sexy and scoochy. And then the the kind of knit the the kind of tartan blanket cape is giving me kind of like Vivian Westwood vibes or something. I just like see this as very very eclectic and very interesting. Now I've never met fashion. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not acquainted. <laughs> so when I speak, have you emailed? When I speak Texted, about when I speak about fashion, you know, don't take it with a grain of salt. I'm not a fan of the thing on the head. It looks like a bowl, a plastic bowl, and someone's put like a bowling pin in it. <laughs> and it's just, it I'm like, she is balancing pin. it on her head. Like, come through. Like, the same way we see those ladies balance the water. I but was do, like, don't you she think that's what she's coming. going for? Because there's the underbelly tribe kind of. Um, just, just, just for me, it looks tacky. Oh, you think it could? You like the reference, but it could be done better. Kind no, of I just think it could do without. I think that her with her gorgeous bald head and that makeup, I and then the rings. Like to see I would have liked it without it. Mm. I would have liked it without. It didn't need it for me. I, so everything without that headpiece for me. This is... I'm in agreement with you. Beautiful. That I'd like her to take one thing off. I'm not sure what that one thing is, but I'd like her to take one thing off. Maybe the dress? A drag queen over-accessorizing? <laughs> no. <gasps> no, no. Yeah, this is for my personal taste. Can um, I just say her mug is stunning? The mug is stunning. The outfit's stunning. I love those leg warmers. I would wear it to a the dance class. The leg warmers class. are my favorite bit. That, that I, I would think wear it to dance. I, it's, it's, it's stunning. Um, this look is just perfection. I'm a sucker for 80s references, though, and leg warmers. Are... I really want to see this look without the headpiece. It's, it's just so amazing. It's you know like, what I, do you know, do you know what? Dream. No, no, no. It is an African goddess going to a jazzercise class. Very that. That's what it is. I would actually take off the cape if I were taking off one thing. Because it's kind of swallowing her shape a little bit. And the colour is not in sync with the rest of the outfit. It's okay. more muted and less crayon box. All right. Um, we got Evie Odsley. I like Evie's look an awful lot, really. Um, those braids are stunning. Um, she's got this knitting needle with wool kind of Philip Treacy-esque fascinator. She's got knitting needle blades and then like this kind of yeti fur um, coat and trousers with like an ombre effect. I think this is really, really beautiful. Um, Okay, cool. Tom, first of all, we need, you need to speak your mind on this because... We are the new fashion photo review. I know, now, I know. Now that it's gone There's to, a hole in everybody's yeah, lives. Yeah. This, this, is, this is where they're coming. They're here <laughs> to listen to us. So we need to start tooting and booting. This is a toot. This is definitely a toot. I really, really like what she's doing here. Um, I almost see this as, as the Pokemon evolution 
of her caftan look. Do you remember the caftan look? Hers was um, like a sort of macrame woolen, almost like moth-eaten affair. Oh, yes. Okay. It's, it's This is the Meg Revolution. I love this look. It's like a fashion where the wild things are mm. kind of mesh. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I love that headpiece. I love the makeup. I love the frills. It's just... The makeup's really soft and beautiful. There's this, something about the nipple thingies that it just looks a bit as an add-on. I could have I could have done without those. She could have gone bare-chested. Yeah. Yeah, she could. Yeah, it's, there's something about it that's, make, that's taken me away. It does. It, it is linked to the balls of wool in oh, the Oh, I understand, but it didn't need Oh, you that. understand. I understand, but oh. it didn't need a girl. Oh, oh. so now you're a fashionista. <laughs> I told you, not me, her, not done her. Never hooked up with her, okay? <laughs> okay, next up we've got Jinx Monsoon. Jinx looks really, really beautiful this week. So she's quite, she wears it on her sleeve. It's a Marlena Dietrich reference. Her makeup is actually very Marlena Dietrich to me with the the kind of pencil thin, thin barely there brows. Thin. The tousled hair, the lips are even very evocative of Marlena. Her her movement and everything is is so evocative of her. What about the the there was it the the shah? What do you call the, it? The shah. The shah. <laughs> the shah. What do you? We get the crown. We get the shah. Um. So she's got. Well, I think there's two elements here because the dress is is. So it's a reference to a Marlena Dietrich dress. And I think it might be her feather dress that she wore, like a golden feather dress. But Jinx has made it a kind of, again, a kind of like almost macrame-esque kind of um, woven golden piece. Mm. And then she's got like this woolen, um, what would you call it? Like a boa, really, or a, or a, or a stole. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really pretty. I think it's really well done. i tell you um, what's really lovely about this. I'm loving how she walks across the stage with the, the, the stow. The stall. The stall. Let's call it a stall. The stall. Yeah. Draped over her, her um, obviously her forearms. But it's also she's she's letting a slink along the floor, and I think that's very classic. It's such mm. a it's Sensual. such an of the era moment mm. that I'm I just love little things like that. I just that, that are performative. I just love it. Her shape is absolutely beautiful as well. Very classic hourglass. Um, I think this is really great runway week for Jinx. I love a Jinx's go to, and I think she should continue doing it. Is old school Hollywood drawing on different divas? She looked like Mae West last last week, Marlene Dietrich this week. Keep it up, Jinx. Is it a two? The two? Oh, it's a two. Yeah. yeah. Now we got Trinity. This is super cute, I think, and I love the story behind it. So Trinity's got a fan who makes these adorable little. Um, cuddly toys that have a lot of character about them and she asked the fan to make the rest of the outfit and so this is what's being created so she's got again like warmers which i adore and this like slouchy kind of scarfy hoodie um kind of belted affair that looks super duper cozy but very chic if you ask me it's i love it i love the pastels debbie i really i i, I like it i like i especially love that wig the wigs are very, the very weef. cute on her. The weef is lovely. It's given me a Dolce & Gabbana. They did like a knitwear collection that was very like slouchy and comfy and chic. 
Um, and so it's given me that. What's that collection where um, the movie Naomi Smalls did it in All Stars? That kind of cat. Well, who's that, that? Now I do know who that is actually because I think that was a direct fashion reference that she took in slightly different. It's a Spanish designer whose name escapes me at this moment. So I do see where you're coming from. That's that's what I would have gone for if I wasn't. <laughs> You know, because I, I, I swim in money. Yes, so when yes. I go on to Drag Race, that's what I would have done, Tom. No, but Thank she, you. Th- that would have been, a, that would have fitted in perfectly on this runway, actually, because the cats had balls of, of wool, didn't they? Next up, we've got Monet Exchange. Why don't you go first on Monet's? I, I love it. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I think she really is. Cute. This is like hood. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, those puffer jackets, but it's knitwear. Yep. It's it's basically like something that you would see. I wanna I wanna try to be an American here. Someone from Queens. Oh, I don't okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just I just <laughs> Well she's I'd from Brooklyn, that. so Well from Brook is Tom, I don't know Bro- is Brooklyn and Queens? No, they're separate districts. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I apologize to all my our American <laughs> listeners. I I really don't know. Um, I I agree with you that, that that she's given it kind of like an urban wear twist, which I'm really really enjoying. I not so much like the hair and makeup per se, but like the high waisted two piece with the puffer jacket gives me nineties Lil Kim vibes. Yeah, I'm picturing Lil Kim wearing this in yellow. Like almost like a kind of sexy big bird kind of vibe. Yeah. No, I love this look. I think this is really cool. I love this look and the high waist. Just really, she's really cleverly lengthened her legs. Oh, this is stunning. The fit is beautiful, and I completely agree with you. This is an incredibly flattering. I love this look. Um, garment. She's I bloody really, really love well. it. It's lovely. Next up, we got Jada. It's a toot for me. Next up, we got Jada Essence Hall. This is super cute. Um, so she says that she's referencing, um, now do you know this program? Cause you know, some programs that I don't, um, big comfy couch. No. Um, well, there we go. We don't know big comfy couch. Um, so uh, th- th- this is lovely. It's a very cozy onesie that she's, um, added this, this big exaggerated scarf to very comfy, very chic. I think this is the vibe, this runway again, I think it's really cute and smart when the the needles are kind of sticking out in some sort of artful way. Yeah, I like it. I like. I don't have to know the big comfy couch to to appreciate the beauty of this garment. It's comfortable. I love the colors. I can see that it's knitwear. She's embraced the materials. She embraced the materials. She embraced the materials. She, the lilac the color is gorgeous. Her and Trinity could be occupying the runway in the same collection. Jada is. As fashion. Jada's just got this eye. She's just so chic. She just knows fashion. She knows herself. She's got a distinct sense of style. just the thing that Jada was a replacement. On her season, she was, yeah, last minute. Wasn't she? She was the last minute calling for um, Tanisha? That's what everyone believes. But I also heard that that was refuted for some reason. But then who was she replacing? Because we know Tamisha was originally on 12, but it was then on 13. Yeah. Um, and she would have fitted the same. Rega- regardless, this this girl had less time to get ready. And yeah. I, I'm just still like. Killed it. I'm like, how how do you how do you overlook something like this? I mean, even Bianca. Bianca was a last minute. 
Yeah. Bianca Del Rio yeah, was imagine. last minute. She said, I mean, she only had two weeks to get everything together. That's why everything looks the same. So, there you go, girl. She sees it, not me. She goes, Why do you think all my, my dresses are the same? I only had two weeks to get ready. Being a last minute replacement is a good thing for your trajectory and drag race girls. This is this is a good look. I Very like lovely. it. Now, now we got Raja. Now Raja's. Now similar to Evie, I feel like this is a mega evolution of her C3P Ho look for the future uh, runway. Ah yes. Um, where everybody else is a Judy Jetson hooker. There's a lot of Judy Jackson hooker. There's a lot of the same. There's a lot of the same. But she was different. So there's like this Mugler esque element in there. Um, there's almost a that Galliano collection with the armor. Was it two, Couture 2006? There's that. There's a bit of Barbarella in there. There's a bit of Paco Rabanne because the wool ends up looking kind of chainmaily, and the arm piece I feel is like really, really distinct. And there's this amazing designer called Sun Wu who works a lot with circles, whether around the body or around limbs, and they do these globes with those circles. And it feels very, very reminiscent of that. My fashion knowledge um, is is nothing to Raja. I am not qualified <laughs> to judge this look. So I'm just going to... You should put it back on the rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am not qualified to to judge this outfit. So I, I am. I'm going to put my opinion on the rack. Okay. I think it's really cute. I think it's eclectic, but it feels cohesive as well. Um, I enjoyed this. I think she's drawing from lots of different references. Yeah, okay. Um, well, first of all, which is your favourite look? And then second of all, who are the winners this week? Um, biased as I may be, Viv's look is my favourite. It's such a amazing combination of like cosy but sumptuous and elegant i like i like jinxes a lot as well and i also like trinities and jaders my favorite look is oh, i don't know tom this is too hard for Monet me Monet looks great um evie looks great uh, they just all look great it's all star seven they all look great well there there it is there it is there, the uh, i have to say I really do like Monet's look. I do. It's 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 really lovely. It's very like edited, and she's delivering a character and a theme, and she looks great. Monet's look, the Viv's look, um, and Shay without the headpiece look uh, are, are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Shay was the only one we had. A, I'm sure she's listening. She's the only one we had a little bit of feedback for. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. But that doesn't change for for me who the winner is. For me, the winner is Viv. The person that's going to join the Viv is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I still place most emphasis on performances. To me, I'd be happy with Jinx or Shay up there. Bringing it behind them to me is Raj Ramone. I um, there was there was a, a just there was every it was just so equal. It was like the Viv was an obvious pick for the win. Yeah, second place there were just so there were a few contenders, a lot of different choices who I don't mind. So here, here again, it's going to be for me. It can be Jinx, it can be Raja, it could be Jada, and no, I'll, I'll be I wouldn't be angry at either of those. Another week of no one sucking. So and you, who who are you? Who are your choices to be the winner? I've just said. besides Viv. I've just said. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. If you were listening, you'd know. Um, rewind the tape to everyone. <laughs> All right. Let's see what they choose. 
The top two was the Vivian and Raja. You can't be mad at that. As we preducted, I mean, Viv just had to be yeah. in the top. Um, and there were numerous girls who we named. Yeah. About 50%. I named Raja, you didn't. Um, the lip sync song is Super Freak. Eric James. And um, for me, uh, it was nice. It was, it was a fun nice. song. Who I, it was nice. It was different. It was, it was unusual. Um, but for me, the winner was Raja. It felt like a natural fit for Raja. Yeah. Like this 70s funk song. She even was presented a bit like Rick James. Um, she was giving it this kind of, yeah, like laid back, freaky 70s energy that the song required. Viv worked really hard and did her best with the song, but I think it was a more natural fit for Raja. There it is. It came more naturally to yeah, Raja. Yeah. Uh, she had fun with it. She was just, it was just something in her, in her repertoire that was just so, it was just her. Yeah. Like she, you know, you know when, when it's just your jam and you know it and you don't have to try too hard. Raja listens to this song when she's cooking breakfast. She'll be frying a couple of eggs and listening to Super Freak, mm. you know. Hold on, how many legendary stars does Vivian have now? Two. This will be her second. So being oh awarded God. a star, she was blocked from getting one. So she now has two. Uh, this is Raja's second as well? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, so Raja's going to win the lip sync. That's what we're going to say. You know, obviously, we haven't seen it yet. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it this soon. This is what we pre However, on, on the suspicion that it's going to be Raja as the winner, who do you think she's going to block? Or who do you think she should block? Raja's quite a shrewd operator. Raja will block somebody who she perceives to be a threat. Yeah. So I think she's going to block the likes of Trinity. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got a cat who's scratching something here. Rabinda. Excuse me, mate. Good boy. Um, there we this go. This is difficult. It's difficult. So you, you say that it's going to be Trinity. Because the ongoing kind of silent kind of consensus is that the person who's blocked is the one who won last week. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of that, isn't it? Could be Jada. She might actually be like, Jada, you're not getting any more stars. But what's the point of blocking Jada now? That is true. You need to Jada start blocking. A- <laughs> you need to start blocking people from getting to three stars. Like it's like once you once you're at three stars, there's no point focusing on you. Jada made an excellent point in the workroom. She was like, there's no point blocking me now. There isn't. There isn't. <laughs> you need to start slowing everyone else down. Yeah. So in particular, for you, you're as a winner, you have the opportunity because now the Vivian and Raja have two. They're allowed to get three a third because they, they're they not going to be blocked who can they mm. stop from getting a second Blue, or third well I'd say block a two stars girl and stop her from getting a third I think she'll block Trinity or Jinx yeah. although it feels a bit like Jinx has been blocked a lot for some reason in my head and it might be seen as bullying so like Trinity but then Trinity's been blocked before as well that is hard isn't it yeah who only has one star um, Shane Monet Monet Shay. They look, you know what? They've had an acting challenge. They've had all the acting challenges for me. They've already had two um, design challenges. There's bound to be like a some kind of performance. Do you reckon there's going to be another performance? Who one? knows what next week would makeovers. be? Makeovers. <gasps> makeovers. Oh, I, I know it wouldn't happen, but imagine if they made over the other winners of Drag Race. They, uh, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen like if that. If it but. was the makeovers, I would block Shay. 
or makeover first out or something. Yes. Although actually Shay was in the bottom two. The only time she was in the bottom two in season uh, nine was the makeover challenge. Okay. Well, she, she looks like she can do good makeup. She gave that fella a floppy wig. I don't know. I don't know who to block. If it's a makeover challenge, I'd be most afraid of Jada. <laughs> but yeah, Zini, yeah, you know what? The safe, the safe decision is to block Jada to not piss anyone so off. Just, as Jada, but there's just no point either because she's in the finale now. Yeah, but yeah, she would just block Jada. I think Trinity or Jinx are most likely to be blocked. Okay. The winner was Raja, and she blocked Jada, which was the safe option. It was the safe option. She was doing the uncontroversial thing. There we go. It surprised me that Raja didn't do something more competitive, to be honest. Mm, yeah. Because that's not a competitive move. In the back of there my mind, no point I will her. keep saying, who would I not want to lip sync against? And the answer is, I would not want to lip sync against Evie, Manet and Shay. So, mm-hmm. while Shay and Manet are down there with only one, maybe the best thing would have been to give one of them the block. You don't want to... Or keep they Evie. They can take a crown from you. Keep period. Evie down there. Yeah. Because she's the one exactly. who's further ahead. Exactly. Like, Evie, I don't want... Evie would be doing Strip de Soleil on my life. Sick to so I, gay. I can't. I cannot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so scared. I'll be so scared to go up against her. But, yeah, that's it. Everyone, look. We Yeah, we've gone a bit over, but you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay? Everyone, make sure to follow us on our Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, write a review. Uh, send us an email, comment, whatever. Just get in touch with us if you'd want to. We love hearing from you. Yep. We do. We do. We love hearing from you guys. So this is Bowler. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.